Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm Jim. Donardo's not with me today, so we've got Tyler filling in for for him. Uh, Tyler, good morning. Morning, morning after Jim. a big Steelers Sunday night win, so I think both of us are maybe a little tired. Stayed yeah. up late last night. Dragging a little bit this morning, but you know, unlike Donardo, I still show up. That's true. You're here when needed. I I fill in. Yeah, that's that's all that matters, honestly. Um, so not only are we coming off a big Steelers win, but the Pirates coming off a pretty good week of baseball. Uh, they take two out of three in uh, Chicago. They take two out of three in Cincinnati. Uh, both teams desperately needed some wins against the Pirates as they're yeah. both in a playoff hunt. And the Pirates did a good job kind of spoiling that. The Cubs are still in a pretty good spot, but the Reds now, they're... They're on life support. Yeah. That's fun. The fact that we put them on life support is always, you know, and funny funny enough, they probably need the pirates help some more now in order to get off that life support. Yeah. So the pirates go, they played, we'll we'll talk about the Phillies series here later in the episode, but uh, Phillies who pretty much they're, they're sitting pretty right now. Um, and then the Marlins who are also in a fight for that last wild card spot, the pirates finish up with them. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun last week here. Pirates are playing some teams that have some things to play for. So Pirates uh, have an opportunity to spoil some ends of seasons. So, yeah, really, um, it's been like a month of pretty good baseball by the Pirates. Um, a lot of people probably have turned them off by now, but really they have missed about a month of some actual good baseball by this team. Yeah, no, I mean, if you've been paying attention still, like ever since the trade deadline, really, they've been playing. They've been playing great ball. Um, I mean, they they're like three games over five hundred since the trade deadline, which is good enough to you do that over an entire season. You're nine games over five hundred in your playoff team. Yeah, I, it it's encouraging what they've done of late, um, and. There's some stuff that I think we still want to see this year. Yep, yep. So let's let's kind of get right into it here. A couple things, a couple things we wanted to discuss. Um, let's actually start with someone who you and Doug talked about him, you know, quite a bit yesterday on the uh, the post game show. He's been a topic on a lot of recent post game shows because he um he keeps doing things very well in games, and that's Jared Triolo. Um, Again, another another nice game yesterday. He was two for four with a double. This Cincinnati series, he went on a tear. Um, started two games at second base, started one game at third, played first base a little bit. You can move him around the diamond. He looks good everywhere you put him. And again, like eight hits during the Cincinnati series. 
he's got his overall numbers now up to first off, he's got a 116 weighted runs created plus. Yeah. Like the dude's turned himself into a good hitter. Uh, he's got three homers now, which, you know, before his first in here looked like there, there was just non existent power. Got a few stolen bases. Strikeout rate is down. Walk rates up. He's hitting 297 right now. Yeah. Um, but because of the defense that he plays, 48 games, and you said this, Tyler, yesterday on the post game, but 48 games, he's got a 1.5 war. He's playing, if you if you take 150 game pace, the dude's a four and a half win player right yeah. now. We're talking about Jared Triolo. Would any did anyone expect Jared Triolo to be the best rookie on this team? No, not at all. Um, and look, we're not crazy here. Like he's got a BABIP that's over four hundred. The hit numbers just what he's doing at the plate's probably not sustainable. Um, but we're seeing a different Jared Triolo right now than we saw from the first stint. The first stint up, you mentioned in very limited power, if any. It didn't really look like he could hit a ball off the wall. Now he's he's driving the ball to all fields. He's still doing the little things well that he was doing when he first came up, I think. Um, he puts the ball in play when he needs to. The situational hitting's usually pretty good with him, I think. Um, you talked about the strikeout numbers dropping. At the very least, he's looking like a league average type of hitter at this point. And if you can get some of this power to carry over in the next year that he's shown lately, he's a lot more exciting. Absolutely. Um, so since his since his recent call up, so he got sent back down, sent sent down after his first stint, called back up on September 9th. 45 play appearances during that time frame. He's got two homers. He's hitting 378. He's got a weighted runs created plus of 205. Um, he's slugging 649. You mentioned the BABIP and how unsustainable it is. I think that's something you do have to kind of look at. Like he's getting a little lucky right now, but at the same time, he's putting the ball in play and good things are happening. He's got a 500 BABIP since being recalled yeah. on September 9th. 500 BABIP, which is which is pretty incredible. Um, but I think I think what you've seen from him is the the power the power is what's what's kind of interesting right now because before I think I wrote him off because I don't think we need necessarily another singles hitter and like if he's a singles hitter and he can get on base then he can be a he can be a viable backup I think as long as he's playing good defense which we all knew Triolo could play really good defense that was his calling card coming up through the minors but if he's able to add some power to his swing and play really good defense. I think that then poses the question, you know, we we're going into this off season and we're saying, what are the pirates going to do at first base? Some people aren't asking this question, but I think it's a question that needs to be asked. What are the pirates going to do at second base? Like Leover Piguero has looked okay at times, but he hasn't like Leover Piguero hasn't been impressive by any means. Every other person they've tried at second base hasn't looked good. Tucapita Marcano, G1 Bay, uh, Nick Gonzalez, go down the list. Every single player they've tried at second base hasn't looked good. Jared Triello is the only guy who plays that position who has looked good in his time in the majors. So I think you got to throw Jared Triolo's name in the hat 
for that second base job next year. Um, I don't think he's he would be utilized correctly at first base. And I think you mentioned this too yesterday. Like the defense is too good. Like, sure, you can plug him at first base if you need him there, but he's more valuable somewhere else. And I don't think his bat is necessarily a first base bat. Like you need more, you need more power than that. Um, but I'm inclined right now, like I don't think the Pirates are, are going to be acquiring a second baseman this offseason because I think they have too many guys on their current roster that just like one of them has to step up and take the opportunity. Like, like plain and simple, one of them has to has to take the job. Um, and so far, Jared Triolo has been the only one to perform like he's capable of starting Major League Baseball games every day. Yeah, and we might get a little ahead of ourselves because really it's been since the call-up that he's looked this good. Um, All the other guys that have been mentioned, they had stretches like this as well. Um, But the other difference here, I think, is that Triolo plays second base very, very, very well. And it's a position he doesn't really play. And he's already probably the best defender of all of them. Maybe not athletically, but just everything he can do and fundamentally everything's smooth with him. Um, I think the value with Jared Triolo does come from bouncing a little bit more around the infield, though. Uh, but when you have a Cabrian Hayes, it's hard to do that because Cabrian Hayes is going to be at third base 130 games if he's healthy, 140, right. whatever. Um, so Triolo, I you got to find a way to probably keep him in the lineup four to five times a week if he's going to hit like this. And there's going to be opportunities to do so. I mean, we talked about the BABIP numbers there. Even if you look at his expected WOBA, it's still like 324. That's still a league average hitter right there. And if you can get that with the defense that he plays, you are talking about a three to four win player. And that's not a guy that you can afford to keep on your bench. Nope. He's playing right now like you have to play him every day. I it, and even he he's playing he's playing better than that right now. But I think if you even said, oh, he's gonna go back down to earth a little bit, he's still playing like like you like he's like he's an everyday player. Yeah. And and I know it's not necessarily like what Pirates fans expected. Because I think Pirates fans have kind of been dreaming of this, you know, of this infield with Figuero or Gonzalez, you know, playing second base. And right now. Nick Gonzalez is crushing the ball at AAA, and I, and I would like to see him get just like a couple more major league at bats before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but Leover Pagaro has shown, you know, that he's okay defensively out there. Like he can handle the position pretty well. The power is nice from Pagaro, but really everything else hasn't been like, it hasn't been consistent from him. And, and again, he's a rookie. He's also really young. Pagaro is the youngest out of all of them. So you you kind of kind of got to kind of weigh that, like maybe Pagaro's the guy in the future, maybe Tamar Johnson's the guy in the future. I don't know, but like right now, I'm inclined to say Triolo's the guy right now. Yeah, and it, it might be recency bias, but as of right now, if you ask me who who's the front runner for second base going into 2024, it's probably Jared Triolo. And like I said, it could be recency bias because he has performed the most recent of all of them. And hasn't gone through that slump yet, and he might not because there's only six games left. Right. But if you ask me right now, it's it's Jared Triolo. I'm in the I'm in the same boat as you. Like if I had to say who's going to be the opening day starter at second base next year, 
Like right now, Jared Triolo makes the most sense to me. But I think going into spring training, that's probably going to be one of the bigger battles that we'll see is that second base spot because they're going to have they're going to have a lot of people competing for it, and they're going to have you know I think I think I think you can say Triolo and Pagaro have like the biggest leg up on the position, but there's going to be Nick Gonzalez, Jiwan Bay, those those guys may still be competing for that spot too. Yeah, and I think the other part of it that they're going to have to find out is one of these guys that does have that second base job you probably want to be able to play shortstop because they still need a backup shortstop and triolo yeah. kind of fits that mold we haven't seen it at the major league level yet but really it's Pagaro and triolo of the guys that can play that backup role to o'neill cruz next year that's correct i i agree with you there so um interesting to see how he does this last week um and then say going into spring training, because I don't think second base is going to be a position that they address in the offseason. They're, they're going to roll with their internal candidates, and he's he's certainly one of them at this point. One of them has to perform here. Come on. One of them has to. Just one like, of you. And it's crazy because they've tried so many guys. They've given so many people extended looks, too, and just no, nobody's taken advantage uh, of the opportunity. Nope. So, one of them's got to. Yep. Um. So, like I said, really excited about Jared Triolo there. Let's move on to our next topic that we wanted to talk about today. And that's um, really just we've got six games left. One week of the regular season. This is our last Starbucks episode during the season. The next time you see us on a Monday morning, season will be over. Um, but I want to talk about just there's six games. They really don't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, right? Pirates were eliminated from the playoffs over the weekend. They're 74 and 82. But there's still a lot of things that the individual players are are playing for right now. And I want to talk about just give me one person, one thing, something the, this last week of the year that you really are looking to see heading into the offseason. Yeah, so the easy way out would be to talk about Triolo and you want to see him continue to hit or Cabrian Hayes, you want to see him continue to hit. At this point, I don't know that six more games of you know a hot streak is really going to do anything to move the needle for me. Either way, hitting-wise, the guy that I – and I think most Pirates fans will probably agree with both of us here, but my guy right now is Andy Rodriguez, and it's not the bat per se for him. Obviously, you want to see the bat perform at a higher level than it has. But really behind the plate, I don't want to say that, you know, he has mental lapses or anything like that. But there are points in games where maybe he gets a little bit too comfortable behind the plate. We see him, you know, drop a lot of pass ball go by that really, really shouldn't be a pass ball. Maybe he's not as clean blocking as he should be. It just looks like sometimes he gets a little bit too comfortable, maybe tries to do a little bit too much. Or I'm not completely sure what it is all the time. I don't think yeah. he's lazy by any means. Right. Um, just sometimes he's not as clean behind the plate as you would like. It's really what you want to see him grow into is a really good defensive catcher because I think he has all the ability to do it. You can see how twitchy he is back there, how smooth he can be back there. I think he's called some pretty good games to this point. Um, I just the intangibles of when to go to the, when to have your mound visits, everything like that. I think has been good. 
Mm-hmm. It's just there's too many moments right now where he's letting a pass ball by in a big spot that you really can't have, and it's not exactly excusable when it's happening. Yeah, no, I I agree with everything that you said there. Um, the intangibles part in particular, um, I, I can think of multiple occasions where you know, a pitcher was was kind of a little bit erratic all over the place. Andy goes out there, talks to him for for thirty seconds, and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of gets him back on track. Uh, it makes a it makes a big pitch. Athletically, you know, he's very capable of playing the the catcher position. Uh, you you would think that that athleticism would play into, you know, first off the 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 controlling the running game, which he's shown that he's been very good at, uh, but also you know, getting balls in the dirt, which that has like, if there's been a weakness to his game, it's that I feel like it's mostly balls to his right in the dirt. Like he, and I don't want to use the word lazy. Like, like I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think it's a laziness thing. I think it's more of just a, maybe he's not mentally prepared for that particular thing to happen yeah. at that point in the game. So just like being in the moment. Right. Um, because like he's shown he can make those blocks, but it's just been inconsistent, right? And, and and that is something that I think he needs to be better at. And so no, that's a, that's a good thing to bring up. I do want to bring up his hitting though too. Like you would like to see him, you know, hit a little bit more. Um, you know that that was his calling card. You know, we talked about through the minors, like Triolos was his defense. Endy, everybody thought that you know he could he could stick a catcher, but you know what was going to carry him was this this bat, right? Two time minor league MVP. Um, I think I think what we're seeing right now, and it's the end of the season. I don't know if this is maybe the wear and tear of like the longest stretch of catching that he's ever had, um, or or what. But you know, you look at the numbers, and you know he's walking, he's not striking out a ton. The BABIP is low, the power's not really there. Um, you want to see him. He doesn't have. He doesn't need to be the hitter that he was in the minors. He doesn't have to hit 350, right? He doesn't have to like. He doesn't have to hit 300 even. Like, but if I, I feel like if he could hit 260 to 270 with a little bit of pop, like more pop than what he's showing, then with the defensive ability that he gives you, he could be a really good player. Um, you know, he's already. Fangraphs loves him. Loves him defensively. You know, he's he's basically currently playing at a two win pace and he's not hitting at all at all. Um, so you got to think if he just hits a little bit, you know, he could he could be a pretty valuable player in this league. So I agree with you. I'm, you would love to see him um, kind of end the season with a really good stretch, both defensively, but then also really at the plate, too. Yeah. And I mean. You want to see him finish the year strong at the plate, but at the end of the day, does you know six good games? Does that really move the needle going into the next year? Um, I think maybe it gives us a little bit of false hope, right? But either way, going into the next year, you do need to see the bats start to play a little more with him, and it's in there. It is because he's shown flashes of it, especially on like inside pitches, pulling his hands in and pulling them over the fence. Like he, it's there. It, it, the the hitting ability is there. Um, so you you pick the one catcher. I'm gonna pick the other guy who he's sort of a catcher, but not really. And that's Henry Davis. Um, I think he had a great series against the Reds. Like you finally saw him kind of turning it on. He's on a four game hitting streak. Uh, homered 
on Friday, two doubles yesterday on Sunday. Um, that's he, no matter how you slice it up, the Pirates need Henry Davis to be good. And like they don't need him to just be average. Like they need Henry Davis to be a good, a good hitter. Right. Yeah. And again, just like Andy, like he's shown flashes of that. You know, he came up, he looked really good for the first few weeks. Um, he went into this big slump. He ho- he hit those two homers off Shohei Otani. And then it's like after that happened, it's like everything went away. I don't know what it was. Um, spent that spent about a month on the IL with a hand injury. Came came back from the IL, looked bad the first couple games, but really, like I said, recently, four game hitting streak. He like I said hit that homer, which which he hadn't homered since August fourth was his last homer. Um, they're just gonna like he's going to need to be a guy, and like I'm not I'm not like exaggerating here. Like he's gonna have to be a thirty homer guy. Like he's gonna have to he he should hit thirty homers, and be be a run producer in this lineup. Uh, you can't be the Pirates aren't gonna be good if Henry Davis is their number eight hitter. Like Henry Davis needs to be their number four hitter. I'm absolutely with hitter. you. Yeah, I'm completely with you. I mean, we talked about Triolo possibly being a or what he's on pace for being a four and a half win player. Andy Rodriguez couldn't do what he's doing behind the plate and just be a little better defensively and probably be a two-win player. Henry Davis has to be that impact bat. Those other two guys, you can get away with them maybe not reaching their potential at the plate. Henry Davis has to reach his potential at the plate. This team needs his bat to be good. Yeah. They, they need the power from the right side of the, of the plate. Um, you know, they invested a lot in him. He's the first overall pick. They picked him because of the advanced bat. He did get here very quick, right? So I guess that's that's the one thing that you, you're very encouraged about. Like, there's obviously something there, or he wouldn't have just completely torn up the minors. Like, I mean, he, he, he tore up the minors. <laughs> in his very little time in the minor leagues, he dominated it. So it gives you the encouragement that, like, there's there's something there. It's just a matter of like when's it going to be unlocked, and you hope that it's more like the Spencer Torkelson route, where you know his first 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 season in the majors struggles a little bit, obviously doesn't look that great, and then you know in season two, his first full year, it just clicks right, and and now you look at Torkelson, and you know similar similar path as Davis, first overall pick, college bat best college bat available. And now he's, he's a very good hitter in the major leagues, um, you know, after, after a couple, a couple, his uh, second season. So I think that's kind of who you look at. And if, if you're, if you're a pirates fan and say Henry Davis needs to go do that, um, because right now they said what he's doing, like they, they just flat out need more. I'm not too concerned defensively. Like I think you give him an entire off season. If you tell him, Hey, Henry Davis, go get good at right field. Like he's going to do it like that. He's he, he works too hard at what he does to, to not be good at, at what he's trying to do. So I think I'm not too worried about the defensive aspect of him. If that's where they want to go with him, which I would still like to see him catch a little bit, but we haven't seen him catch a single. We've seen him what two innings yeah. so far. Uh, but yeah, as far as the bat goes, you want to see him turn into a 30 homer guy. Yeah. And I think 
I think I can be encouraged by going into next year if he's told you're going to play right field and he can just focus on playing right field. I do think there's something to be said about learning a new position on the fly at the big league level and still trying to figure it out at the plate. He's literally learning on the job right now. So you give him a full offseason of you're just going to do this. Let him focus on the things that he really needs to work on. He's going to be a good baseball player. It's just how good is he going to be? Yeah, I, I, I agree. And like I said, I'm, I'm still very confident in his abilities to, to figure it out. It's just a matter of now. When's, when's it going to happen? Yeah. Right. So this last week of the year, six games left. He's, he's already kind of looking better the last few games. Let's keep that up. Let's finish the season strong, go into the offseason on a high note, and feel good going into next year. Please. All right. So let's move on to our next series. So Pirates are off today. If you're listening to this on Monday, if you're watching it live on Monday, Pirates are off today, but they do go to Philadelphia. Actually, wait. Yeah, they go to Philadelphia uh, tomorrow. <clears throat> they face Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, and Zach Wheeler. So pretty good, um, you know, batch of pitchers there. Um, the Phillies have not clinched a playoff spot, but they're pretty darn close. Uh, they are on the year they're eighty-seven and sixty-nine. Actually, they may have clinched. Did they clinch? They've, they've had to have clinched something. At the very least, they're very close. I don't know if they... Yeah, so they haven't clinched yet. Uh, but they are very, very close. Like, I would imagine they just need one. They're, they're, they're five games up on, on the wild card with six games left. So if they win one more game, they're in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Phillies, are, Phillies have a ton to play for. Phillies are trying to, to get that first wild card spot, I would imagine. Um. So the Pirates are going into Philly with a chance to try to wreck that. I don't know how successful they'll be because the Phillies have a pretty good grasp on that spot right now. But um, they're playing good ball. Trey Turner, I think, is just one of the craziest stories of the year. Like, first off, he's Trey Turner, like yeah. ridiculously good baseball player. And he just started off the season so bad. Um, I don't know what happened. Like, he was just not Trey Turner for – basically four months of the season, all of a sudden he completely turns it around and he is, uh, he has been excellent <laughs> the last like 45 calendar days or so. Um, so you, you got Trey Turner to deal with now. Bryce Harper's Bryce Harper. Um, Nick Castellanos has been playing really well lately. JT real Muto has been playing really well lately. This is just a really, this is a really good team. Yeah, it is. Um, I think if they were in, you know, any other division without the Atlanta Braves, you know, they'd be competing for a division title. Pitching staff's good, and the Pirates are going to run into three pretty pretty decent ones here uh, in this series. Zach Wheeler, you know, could win it. You know, Zach Wheeler could win Cy Youngs, um, you know, at some point if he has. Because I don't think he's done it yet. He finished second last year. But, yeah, it's just a good team. Rodolfo Castro also on the Phillies still. Hasn't been, uh, hasn't been demoted. Um, but – I guess, you know, I don't know how much Phillies baseball you've watched. Um, they're, they're just, they're a, they're a very good team. The Pirates have been playing some teams competing for the playoffs in, in the last few weeks. This is the best one they're going to face. 
Yeah, other than the Braves, you know, we take yeah. the Braves out. The Phillies are really good. I don't watch much of them, but you look up and down that lineup. You look throughout the rotation. They're tough. <laughs> um, it's a tough test to end on. Well, second to end on, but you're getting three really good arms. Aaron Nola hasn't been as good as he usually is this year, but he's still Aaron Nola. Suarez and Wheeler are having good years. They're going to get tested. You want to see the bats continue to grow like they have. And if they don't, you kind of have a built-in excuse here because the Phillies are really good. Yeah. Yeah, if they go in here and they... I think if you if you get swept here, you know that, that maybe puts a little damper on your, your end of the season, how it's going. But there's nothing wrong with winning one out of three. No, in the series, I just like the the Brave series, like where they went in there and they took one out of three. There, there's absolutely no shame in one out of three on the road against these guys. No, not at all. And especially when we, I don't even know if we know who the Pirates are going to throw yet. Um, yeah, everything's so, TBD. So, so Keller, Oviedo, Ortiz is what is uh what what it lines up as. And we've talked about it before. Probably don't need to see Keller or Ortiz at this point, but or Keller or Oviedo at this point. But I don't know, man. They're probably going to get thrown out there. You want to see Mitch Keller if he does go end the season on a good note. There's been a lot of ups and downs this year. So you just really want to see him finish the season strong. Yeah. With both of those guys, like you want to see. You want to see the pitchers finish strong. I agree. Uh, Oviedo in particular, because he's looked a little shaky down the stretch here. Um, but yeah, I, it's it should be a fun series. I said the Phillies, the Phillies can hit. They can hit some homers. They're, you know, Kyle Schwarber's their leadoff hitter. He's hitting like 120. <laughs> 197 <laughs> with 45 bombs. <laughs> 197 with 45 bombs. Um, just, just, the, just a wacky, he's like the present. He's like the modern day Adam Dunn. That would be so infuriating. Like think of what we say about Jack Swinski. I know, but you know what? If Jack Swinski had 45 homers, yeah. it would, we'd be a little different than, cause he's got what? 26 right now. Yeah. 45, 45 is a lot are quite different. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different, but I mean, the Phillies are susceptible to the strikeout. It's pretty apparent. So Maybe you get a few high strikeout games for those gamblers out there. Yeah, that's that's possible. You got Keller on the mound too. Nola, both of those strikeout guys. Wheeler's a strikeout guy. We could see a lot of strikeouts this series, just all around. Oh yeah, which always makes for you know very boring. entertaining baseball. Very entertaining baseball. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, prediction. What do you think happens this series? I think they steal one, and I think it's a Renola game. And I think they dropped the last two. You know what? I'm going to say. And here's the thing. I've been correct on these predictions like the last four weeks. I, I've been I've been on the ball. So this is my reputation on on the line here, Tyler. Um, Pirates win two out of three. There's a way if you squint hard enough, you can see it. <laughs> They could definitely do it. They no, could they definitely could. do it. I think they beat Nola and they beat Suarez. 
They win the first two games of the series. Yeah, maybe maybe these guys are kind of deloading a little bit, getting ready for the postseason. You never know. Hey, and the, the Bucks are hot. They are. They're playing good baseball. Like they, they can beat anybody. They could. And you, you saw it in the Atlanta series. Like they actually they, they played three very good games against the Braves. They they Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Well, that's all we got for today. Appreciate everybody jumping in, some comments. Uh I said off day today, so so probably a lot of people listening to this on the podcast later in the day. But appreciate all of you. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with the post game show of uh, Pirates Phillies. But until then, we'll see you all later. Have a good day. Peace out, our scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.